This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. We have the A-team pushing all the buttons back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Horowitz and Graceffo, three huge questions and topics we've been discussing tonight. First and foremost, something we do each and every Saturday night during the college football season. Normally we do the CBS eyeball test on the top four teams in order, but I think that's pretty easy right now. Based on Tuesday's playoff rankings, it won't change until we get to this Tuesday. LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. The bigger question is, beyond those top four, who's the best one-loss team right now that has the best chance to get into the college football playoff? Is it Alabama minus Tua? Is it Oregon? Is it Utah? What about Oklahoma beating Baylor and Waco tonight? An unbelievable comeback down 28-3. Penn State still has some big games in front of them including Ohio State next weekend. They're a one-loss team with that only loss at Minnesota. Minnesota now a one-loss team after losing in Iowa City to the Hawkeyes. It's interesting to see how this will play out. We always think it's predictable, just like the NCAA tournament. Oh, you see the seedings at Selection Sunday. You're like, oh, yeah, they're, they're going, they're going, they're going. You know, before you get to Saturday, after two days on your bracket, it's nuked. What if Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game? What if Ohio State gets knocked off by Penn State next weekend or Michigan the following weekend to wrap up the regular season? What if they would lose to Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game or Minnesota? What if Minnesota with one loss would win at Northwestern, beat Wisconsin, and beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. It was not a two-loss team. That that dream went out the window when Auburn lost to Georgia on Saturday. bigger question is, who's the best one-loss team with the best chance, besides Georgia, to get in? Because I think LSU could lose. They're one. They still could be four the old Alabama way. So if Georgia would beat them in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, you get the two SEC schools, you get Clemson and, and Ohio State if they went out. Oklahoma was so far down after losing to K-State, and Baylor was an undefeated 13 in last week's playoff rankings. Even with that impressive primetime win, the key for Oklahoma is Tuesday in those college football playoff rankings Will they be number six, at least? In Oregon and Utah, God bless them, great programs. They haven't beat anybody. But it's a West Coast TV viewership. So I'll get to your best one-loss team, not including Georgia, who's already in the top four right now. 
You can join in 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. Also, Colin Kaepernick, according to the CBSSports.com, Jason Luckenfora story, the CBS NFL insider, seven teams were represented at the workout with Kaepernick on Saturday at an Atlanta high school. He didn't follow the NFL's orders. I guess he's a free agent. He can do what he wants to. Seven teams were Eagles, Chiefs, Redskins, Jets, Titans, Niners, Lions. What team from those seven is the right fit for Kaepernick, if there's one? We'll take your opinions on that. Also, more on the Astros. Did they cheat to win the World Series in 2017? I know they didn't cheat at home this year against the Nats. And if they did cheat, and there is definitive proof, I think the 2017 World Series should be vacated. Well, they do it in NCAA when they cheat, right? Louisville vacated it. The runner-up, which was Michigan, they don't get it. You vacate it, you don't get it. You give the trophy back. So we'll take your huge opinions there. Horowitz and Graceffo are back at CBS Sports Radio. Jets and the Giants had the toilet bowl last week, so... Jimmy G is the Jets fan. Horowitz is a Giants fan. I'm a Lions fan. We're just we're just so glad it's basketball season. The Lions. Oh yeah, Patricia had him go practice outside. Okay. Uh, and then Stafford has broken bones in his back, but the report said he was standing outside in a short sleeve shirt, and it's 20 degrees in Michigan. Matt Patricia's Josh McDaniels. He will never succeed as a head coach in the NFL. McDaniels never ventured out, and that's why he backed out on the Colts. He's not a head coach. He's not. It was a colossal failure in Denver. And I know Belichick has a path where, oh, you're bad with the Browns, but then you... No, you, if you're two years in and you're not winning or there's not... Definitive, and again, that's the key word of the day on the Hield Show. That shows you're moving the franchise forward. No, you're done. Why waste your time? Why waste your time? Matt Patricia is not a good head coach. That's it. And I, if you look at the quarterback pool, this goes back to Cap, the coaching and quarterback pool. You would think with the NFL being the premier sport in America, that would be a pool as big as an ocean of great names and talent. And I agree after watching the video and everything you see from Kaepernick and what's out there. Yeah, when Jeff Driscoll starting for the Lions, I didn't know he was on the roster. When when Kaepernick, not Kaepernick, when Stafford was a scratch, Last week against the Bears, I'm like, who's this guy? I didn't know he's on the roster. Unbelievable. Now let's go to Mel in Chicago listening on AM670, The Score, here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. How you doing? I, I was just calling to give uh, to chime in on the Kaepernick discussion. Um, I think he should be able to go where he fits in the best, um, the team that has the most need for his talents. Um I don't see what the what the big issue is. I, I did kind of wanted to see though when he came back, if he would if he had cut that afro, 
because <laughs> because if he had cut his hair, I would have thought that there would have been some level of contrition that would have that would have indicated that he was willing to play by the rules. But the moment I saw that fraud, I was like, oh, he's gonna he's still you know sort of trying to make a statement. But oh yeah, hold on that fro picture <laughs> with uh, that's on CBSSports.com website. I joked with Horowitz back at CBS. I said it looked like Richard Simmons on steroids getting ready for a workout. I mean, he had the yeah. fro. He had he had the old school fro flopping there. Yeah, he was trying to express himself. He was making a statement, you know. And, and that's that, fine, you know. man. You know, everyone has their own. It, I get it's 2019 going on 2020, but I think it's simple, Mel. Keep your politics for your off day, your own time. Don't bring politics there. And go play football if you love the game. Yeah, I think he loves the game. But there's also something to be said about the NFL being the no-fun league. And they have to understand that the majority of the players who play in the NFL are African-American. And so I think that what he was doing by going and having that tryout at that, at that high school was letting them know that I'm not coming to you. You're coming to me because you want my talent. You see what I'm saying? And that's oh, like I, I get it, dude. You know, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, any sport in America, boxing, all, all MMA, of, if you got talent, the whole, they'll find you. The whole you. culture. The whole culture. Let's just keep it real. It's the whole culture. Because the African-American athletes, the musicians, everybody, we, we fuel the American culture. And I think people like Colin Kaepernick are tired of being taken, taken advantage of. Oh, I think a lot of people, uh, uh, and Mel, thanks for the call out of Chicago. I think there's a lot of people... A lot of skin colors who fuel America. I do. And I, I appreciate it all. Music, movies, entertainment. Tell me, Denzel in a movie. Same thing when I look at De Niro Pacino or Hanks, right? I mean, I, Kevin Hart, and I'm glad he's recuperating from the accident. I love that guy in any movie. Sports, Drew Brees can fuel us. Lamar Jackson right now is fueling the new generation of quarterbacks. I really believe that in sports, we don't see color. We, and I, I say as a country, we don't. We don't. Sports has actually been a bridge to try and bring people together. I think seeing color, you're educated in your school, your family, and it can be a a black family that never embraces white people and a white family that never embraces black people. That's why it's beautiful when you see kids, right? You go to a daycare, you drop your kids off or school when they're, you know, preschool, kindergarten, man. These kids are free of any judgment. They want to play with other kids. That's all they want to do. You know, and I believe sports has been a great platform to bring people together. Whether it's a tragedy like 9-11 or if any man or woman who loves the game of baseball can watch Jackie and not be inspired. But I think, man, it was a, you know, I, I believe today it's still a world and a country that's not perfect, but I don't believe that it's as bad as it was. I don't. I really don't. And Kaepernick, again, if he keeps his politics out, he wants to do his politics. Well, let, let's say he signs with the Lions. Okay, let's just say, sake of this argument. He signs with the Lions, and on his off day, 
He wants to go march for social justice in an area where there was a wrongful shooting. He has that power. More power to him or any other person of any skin color that thinks somebody should be held accountable. He can't do it while you're at work. He can't do it in sports. NBA has rules that they tell you to stand for the national anthem. There are rules. At times, they have wore T-shirts. At other times, they've been hypocritical with their politics when they supported China, a communist country. That's as racist towards Muslims as any country in this world. So again, can't be a double standard. Has to be a two-way street when it comes to politics and sports, and it's there. It's there all the time. You, you can look at something in sports today, and there's some politics. Look at the Rudolph-Miles Garrett thing. There are people saying, oh, he was treated different, Rudolph, because he's a white quarterback. Oh, my God. Are you, are you kidding me? And I'll give Miles Garrett credit. The way he's shown that he was appalled by his actions, I, I think, really has brought down the temperature on this. Because the video was the worst I've ever seen in the NFL was this, you know, Rudy Tomjanovich, who was right there. And the guy lost it, as he said. He lost his cool. I think if he suspended the rest here in the playoffs and maybe, you know, four games to start next year, it's probably enough in my book. Rudolph isn't going to press charges or legal action. He can't do it inside the NFL PA circle. Miles Garrett was wrong. It had nothing to do with color of skin. It wasn't that, you know, Rudolph kicked him in the package. If you looked at the video, he's grabbing him by the helmet. Garrett's pulling him up. He's kick, trying to defend himself. Yeah, he pushed. He, NFL guys are pushing, shoving. All Garrett had to do is push somebody out of the way and go tackle Rudolph, and it never would have been an issue. Maybe he's suspended for the next game. Can't use the helmet as a weapon. But what I like about this story Seriously, what I like about this story is that Garrett owned it. He wasn't blaming the system. He wasn't blaming the NFL. He wasn't becoming a victim. He owned it. But the outside noise on Twitter and Facebook was, oh, well, you know, the white quarterback is getting off. No, it wasn't black-white. Miles Garrett owned it, and that's why the story has not gone away completely. But why it didn't just, he didn't play the victim. And then everybody's taking sides. And it's not just black, white. It's NFL fans here, fans here. He owned it. End of story. He'll accept his punishment. He'll appeal it. I doubt the NFL would let him play again. They don't want that video surfacing. They'll do it during the offseason. Maybe this year being suspended will be enough. I think a lot of it will depend on what Rudolph says. And I don't mean Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. When I, you know, if Rudolph says Donner and Blitzen, they didn't mean it to run into him. I just want to say Rudolph. I think a lot of it will depend. He's not going to do legal action. And I, I think the reason why is that you can read Garrett's statement. Maybe Garrett called him. I don't know. He owned it. He made a mistake. But gosh, when I start reading about... 
the color of skin of the quarterback and he didn't get suspended and the black player did. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. If you want to join us, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. Horowitz and Graceffo are producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Marash is up in 35 minutes. The living legend of sports radio. Topics we've been talking about tonight. Best one-loss team not in the top four in the college football playoff rankings. Georgia's a one-loss team. They're number four. Beyond Georgia, who is it that has a shot with someone losing in that top four of being the first one-loss team in? Could answer that question at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227 at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. We've had some interesting discussion about Colin Kaepernick's workout today. Seven teams reportedly, according to CBS NFL insider Jason LaCanfora, seven teams in attendance, Eagles, Chiefs, Redskins, Jets, Titans, Niners, Lions. If one of those seven would sign him, who's the leading candidate? Who's the right fit? But when you read the story at CBSSports.com, and according to the Athletics Jordan Rodrigue, Kaepernick was speaking with scouts from the Redskins, Jets, and Chiefs, and he told them, quote, when you go back, tell your owners to stop being scared. It's a politics, man, and it's, I don't think it's so much the anthem, like Bennett standing up for it with the Cowboys. Now, I think it's how hardline he was on law enforcement, and the majority of Americans respect the good men and women in law enforcement. I, I think that's the not the politics or the anthem. I think it's more about where he was hardline on politics. So you can join in one eight five five two one two four cbs Let's go to Mark in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Mark. You there? Go to Tim in Maryland. Thanks for the wait. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Timmy? I, I love your show, man. You are just you're really, really on point, man. And and tonight, and I've never called into a show in my life. This is my first, so. Uh, but I was listening to you, and I mean, I'm just you know, like we are like in tune because I'm gonna tell you right now. Not only was the socks with the with the with the pig socks and all that, but he wore the Castro shirt. I mean, that's not been mentioned. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, just my personal opinion, I don't think Kaepernick should ever play again. I I, I don't, and and I'm a Redskins fan. I'm, I live down here in D.C. and you know I'm a Nationals, Capitals, you know the whole deal, but. It would not surprise me if the, if the Redskins signed him. That would just be the ultimate, you know, for this area. You know, it's just crazy. Um, but I don't 
think he should ever play again. Well, and Tim, well, and I, I think if the politics are part of it, he should not be allowed to play. And I appreciate your call in Maryland. Because I think the spot has to be a city politically that will stand with them. And, you know, is that Philadelphia? I don't know. Is it Kansas City? Is it D.C., Washington, Virginia area? Is it the Jets? Horowitz, you're a Jets fan. What do you think about Kaepernick being there for the rest of the year? Uh, Jimmy's the Jets fan. Um, Oh, no, no, Jimmy, you're the Giants. You're right. Jimmy G. Jimmy, I... My bad, you guys. I get. I'm sorry. I don't know the pecking order between Mirage. You guys, I don't know who's Knicks, who's Rangers, who's Islanders, who's Yankees, who's Mets. All right. So Graceffo's a Jets fan. Jimmy, what about Kaepernick as a backup to Darnold? Uh, no problem with it. Only if it goes to what you said. Keep your politics to yourself, like any other job. I think it's pretty simple. I, I really do. Thank you, Jimmy J. That's right. Horowitz doesn't want to talk. I'm reading the note right now from CBS headquarters. And there's no more kneeling. kneeling no more no, no, more kneeling. Well, uh, due to the fact that the Jets beat the Giants, please don't talk to Ben Horowitz at all about the Giants or the NFL. Okay. I, I just got the memo. I'm sorry about that, Ben. I apologize. So are the... I'm trying to figure out the pecking order here. Are the Giants the worst team in pro football right now? No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> they're 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 near. So the, they're not the Bengals. Come on. Yeah, they're they're near the bottom. Okay, oh the yeah, league, they're they're not the bottom team. Okay, so if if six bad teams are getting into the NFL bad team playoffs right now, Miami, the Jets, Bengals are going to be a one seed. You have the Redskins at one and eight, and the Giants. Giants in the Atlanta, even, but Atlanta beat New Orleans, right? So they might play their way right out of the bad team playoffs. <laughs> uh, I don't think the Giants are as bad as a two and eight record looks like. I know. I know. I, I, the Bengals are they're bad, but I think Joe Burrow's going to be there. I think Joe Burrow's got the Heisman locked up. I really do. If they don't lose a regular season game, like what he did at Alabama, he'll be the overall number one pick. He'll go back to Ohio, and he'll be there for the Bengals. I don't think that's crazy. Jets in Miami. Miami could finish in front of the Jets in the AFC East. That is pathetic. That is, oh, my Lord. Yeah, but the Jets beat the Giants and the Cowboys, so are the Jets that close to winning the NFC East? Are they on the verge of winning the NFC East? Oh, NFL, I'm looking at a report now. NFL is thinking about uh, reorganizing divisions and based on their 2-0 record against the NFC East, it looks like the Jets are close to securing a playoff spot. Wow. Does that make you proud, Jimmy G? Tree and one against the NFC East? Can't do no better than that, you know? Could t- theoretically, you could go four and zero. They didn't do that. No, well, they're what are they against the NFC East right now? If they win tomorrow, they'll be well, they're two and one right now. If they win tomorrow, they'll be three and one. <laughs> that cracks me up. Now I'm looking at the Lions, three five and one. Just a month ago, they're leading the Packers by what ten? 
on Monday Night Football, the 8-2 and two Packers on the road at Lambeau, and now their season's over. You know, NFL's not for long. You get 16 chances, as I was telling Graceffo, and if you give away two or three, because the Lions, I think, are should be a 6-3 and three team right now, and you give three away, you're done. You're done, especially if you give them away at home. Completely done out of it. And when your team is regressing from the previous year, Matt Patricia was hired because 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough for Jim Caldwell with the Lions. 6-10 and 10 last year, 3-5-1, and one, and with no Stafford, what, you're going to use an excuse? You were bad before Stafford got hurt. Tenth in defense a year ago, I think 31st now. And Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator, which, by the way, ever since Matt Patricia left the Patriots, look how good that defense has been since Foles torched them in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick sold the Lions on Patricia. Oh, they were 10th last year. But that was misleading, as I pointed out to everybody last year, that they were playing meaningless games. So teams just get ahead and they pack it in and get a W. And now they're, I think, 31st, the last check. Move on. NFL, it's not college. Well, you need to get your guys. And he took them outside. They're playing the Cowboys in the Dome Ford Field on Sunday. And you took them outside to work them out for what? Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. We are back live across North America, something we do together each and every Saturday night. We're all about huge opinions, yours and mine. Graceffo and Horowitz are back producing the show in NYC. Marash is up in less than 20 minutes. Also later today, East Coast time. Tomorrow, West Coast time. It's an NFL on CBS doubleheader featuring a battle between two of the most dynamic QBs in the sport when Jackson and the Ravens welcome Watson and the Texans, followed by New England bracing for another tough road game in Philly. And all starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS television. Uh, we do have one final segment with the audience. Huge questions of the night. Best one-loss team not in the top four right now in the college football playoff rankings. So when you ask yourself that question, is it Alabama minus Tua if they beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl? Do they have a shot if one of those top four, let's say LSU, Ohio State, Clemson went out, Georgia would get knocked off in that scenario in the SEC title game. Alabama with one loss, would they move into the playoff minus Tua? What about the winner of what seems to be Oregon and Utah destined for the Pac-12 championship? Minnesota has one loss right now and still has ranked games against Wisconsin and possibly Ohio State or a Penn State. In the Big Ten title game, Penn State plays Ohio State next weekend. Oklahoma is a one-loss team after coming back from being down 28-3 to in Waco against Baylor. Baylor was undefeated, but they were only 13 because they didn't play anybody. I like how they punish Baylor being undefeated for not playing anybody, but they're not 
punishing Oregon or Utah from not having quality wins because they want the West Coast viewers college football playoff. That's what they want. Just for one of the semifinal games. So between Oklahoma, Penn State, Minnesota, Utah, Oregon, and Alabama, who's that best one-loss team that's worthy of that fourth spot? Answer that along with from the seven teams that witnessed Colin Kaepernick's workout in Atlanta on Saturday, who's the most likely destination? Kaepernick had Eagles, Chiefs, Redskins, Jets, Titans, Niners, and Lions. You can answer that at one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Clinton in Pittsburgh listening on 93.7 FM. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Bill. How you doing tonight, my friend? Doing good, Clinton. Hey, you know what? Um, I want to start off with my fifth team. My fifth team is definitely going to be Alabama. Um, you know, one lost team. I still think that they're the best one lost team, but we'll wait and see what this backup quarterback is uh, capable of doing uh, at the end of at the end of the day. Um, now, I want to go ahead and talk about this Kaepernick thing here real quick. Uh, you know what? Me and a friend of mine said this earlier this evening when I uh, told him what was going on with him in Atlanta that he does not want to play. I don't know what gives him the audacity to all of a sudden decide that he can make up his own rules and do what it is that he wants to do. And, you know, although that it's been three years since, since he's been playing football, yes, I agree. If the NFL is telling him to leave politics out and to stand for the national anthem, then doggone go ahead, go ahead and do it. You know, because first of all, you want to keep all the drama down. We don't need to be hearing any more words from our president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, in his comments, or even, you know, to, to keep the strife down amongst people. Because when he started kneeling, I mean, that caused a lot of division amongst fans. And you can hear the arguments. You can see bars. They, well, especially here in Pittsburgh, some of the bars said because of him kneeling, they're no longer going to show up. Uh, NFL football games at their at their uh, at their bars. So you know, keep it down. Do that on your off time. And and you know, and another thing too, if you're going to do something about change, people just got to get out and vote. At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. This police brutality stuff has been going on before even of these other incidents that have recently has transpired within the last few years. So, you know, just go ahead and play the game that you love. Um, maybe the Jets or the Dolphins will probably uh, end up signing him. But um, I think that if the NFL is telling him to chill out with the politics, chill out with it. Because, you you know, first of all, you don't want to lose viewers and to keep all the strife down. Thank you, Clinton. I appreciate the call in Pittsburgh listening to 93.7 FM. Let's. Talk about, you know, Stephen A. Smith put out that video I shared at Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. And he kind of echoed what Clinton was saying in Pittsburgh, that he doesn't want to play. Because here's, here's where Colin is right now. He's getting, he's three years, almost three years removed from playing in the NFL. And he's getting a publicized 
private workout with the NFL that became public with those seven teams today in Atlanta. He has a Nike deal. Some who called the show, like Mel earlier from Chicago listening on AM670, The Score, said he's like a modern-day Muhammad Ali. Well, if he goes back to the NFL and he's a backup, is that where he wants to be? And if he's told there's no politics involved, does a backup quarterback carry the same weight as a starter? I don't think it does. And let's remember, he opted out in San Francisco because he had lost his job. He opted out. He wasn't cut by the Niners. He might have been. But I think his play, in hindsight, we all have hindsight, and sports radio basically is hindsight 24-7, fans and hosts and experts. He should have made them cut him. But I think Colin Kaepernick, from a football perspective, away from his personal choice of political statements or actions, I think he's overestimated his value going back to when he opted out. He left an existing deal. Yeah, there was a change. Shanahan, Lynch was coming in. There was changes with the Niners. And you see their changes have worked out for the better. Outside of they should have played for the tie on Monday night. They got a little bit too greedy. And you don't want to do that with Wilson on the other side, who's just a man. MVP candidate. And I don't want to hear about the NFL. Here's another thing about this NFL and this conspiracy some people talk about of trying to hold down a black quarterback. Uh, Who's going to win the MVP? Who who are the MVP leading candidates right now? Who? Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and then Mahomes. And I love watching all three of them. And they're incredible in their own way. Wilson's a finisher. Watson just has magic. He's a leader. And Jackson, as John Harbaugh told him in that audio clip I I saw from the game, I think after the run against the Bengals, that, you know, kids are going to look up to you. You're changing the game. So don't tell me the NFL is holding everybody and Crowdjill white guys are just racist owners. Don't bring that. Don't bring that here with me. Don't do it at all. Don't even bring it. I think when you do that, you're taking away the hard work and the respect that the majority, massive majority of people have for Lamar Jackson right now with the Ravens, for Deshaun Watson with the Texans, for Mahomes, for Russell Wilson. When we see greatness, we don't see color. But it seems in America right now, we all want to see and hear what we want to, to fit a narrative. In sports, in politics, local, statewide, nationally. We hear what we want to hear and we see what we want to see. And we read Twitter or Facebook as the gospel. Instead of just having a conversation. Looking somebody in the eye sitting down with somebody and understanding who they really are. Not what somebody said about them on Twitter or Facebook, but looking somebody and 
in the eye and understanding at the core what they stand for. And I think Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are incredible leaders. I think Mahomes playing hurt. And what he's done to transform the game or what Lamar Jackson is doing kills the narrative that this is racial somehow with Colin Kaepernick or racial with any NFL player. Don't bring it. Don't even walk down that road with me. Because I think it's a slap in the face to hardworking men and women of any skin color who have busted their ass to do something special, not just in sports, but in life. Look at the NBA. Who, who doesn't like watching AD and LeBron right now? Well, look at the, the great young talent. The NBA is 70% black. Is anybody calling for more white people in the NBA? No, because it's ridiculous. Look at greatness, kill your personal narrative, and keep that for your own personal time. And that should be what Colin Kaepernick should do, and he might have been in the NFL a long time ago or back in it. Hey, I appreciate your huge opinions. I love Horowitz. Graceffo Marash is coming up next. Remember, 24-7, drop your huge opinions at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.